Okay, I'm just gonna say, welcome to Abnormal Adventures. Do you want to be called Jason or Jay? You can call me whatever you want. I've been called worse, I'm sure. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm used to you as Jay, even though I know that you do go by Jason as well. Um, so most people call me Jay, so that's most cool. people call you Jay. So welcome, Jay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I met Jay because I cut his hair and his kids' hair. That's how I met you in Collingwood. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> um, so tell the people about yourself a bit. Like, what do you do for work? I, know so I work for a credit card and debit card processing company, but uh, we'll call it more like a payment technology company because we do a lot more than just that. Yep. Uh, um, you know, I've, I've been in this industry for 23 years now. I, I didn't know that. You've been in it for 23 years. 23, 22, something like that. I worked for one processor for 20 years, got yep. laid off. And decided I actually like the industry, so yep. stayed in it and got with another processor. Wow, that's um, the thing. Even though like everyone I talk to in here, I know. I swear, every episode there's something I learn new about the person I'm talking to. <laughs> I was like, that was great. Of course, yeah. Of course, right. Um. Yeah. So you, uh, I'm trying to think how to, I wanted to bring this up because I want to talk about you being a, a single dad, but like right now, your job has you in a different province from your kids. Yeah, so a lot like, of different life changes over the last little while. That's yeah. for sure. So let's maybe talk about being a single dad first, and then we'll talk about having that long distance with the kids, and we'll get into that. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. So you have two adorable kids, and I yeah, they're awesome. they're awesome. They are. They're great. So I oh, he just told me his age, and I'm gonna forget it now. Seven. Phoenix seven. It turned eight in May. Ugh, he's gonna kill me. Don't let him hear. Don't. He told me this and I didn't listen. Um, and then, oh now now I'm not even gonna guess. How old's your daughter now? I'm not. <laughs> be ten in October. Okay, so I was gonna say nine. Damn it. Yeah, she's nine. So. She's nine. Uh, I know she's October because we are both October babies. Okay. So I remember that, and I knew when Phoenix's birthday was as well. So I knew that. I just don't know their ages. <laughs> Um, so how, I don't even think I know this. How long have you been a single dad? Like how many years has it been? As a single dad, yeah. oh, um, 2001 now. What? I think like Again, I'm years. really shocked by this. Okay. Yeah. Six five years. years. Five, six years anyway. Wow. So like they were really young. Look They're fairly young. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously there's the normal struggles of a relationship ending, like that causes it anyways, but yeah. I know you and I know how you instantly, I mean, not instantly, that's the wrong word. You were so focused on like making sure your kids were happy. Like you focus on them like hundred percent, like, and you love your kids like crazy. So yeah. how was that as a learning curve, like getting used to having those times with just you and the kids compared to having a partner helping with the kids like how did that change for you was it a, a good chunk of time or? um well it is difficult i mean i don't obviously don't want to talk really I ill know. of yeah. too much um because she was she was there and she she did her her part here and there but I worked from home a lot of the time before anyway. Mm -hmm. So I was always there with the kids. 
uh, at the days that I was on the road, like there was times that I'd be like rushing back from Toronto to try and get my kids from daycare or from school or whatever, for whatever reason, it, do it doesn't really matter what the reasons were. Sometimes, um, you know, sometimes it was just because. Mm -hmm. So then moving into single dad, you know, it, it, the hardest part about that for me is I was so used to having the kids all the time. Okay. Yeah. That makes and sense. How I went into moving into a situation where I'm like, I'm sharing my kids and it was just weird to me. And that was only really kind of in the beginning as it progressed, I had them more and more. Yeah. Um, until we are where we are today, where I lost my job in Ontario and, you know, the market in Ontario is pretty saturated. It comes down to, you know, little particulars mm -hmm. and one of them being a reference letter the company I worked for doesn't provide work reference letters oh really yeah yeah and you know that kind of lost me a job now through this process I was very lucky to be mentored by a great great person who you know assisted me with this this idea of maybe you know maybe I should try this new okay sorry you were saying oh, yeah. reference letter no, yeah, this gentleman was mentoring me that used to work for the company I worked for because um, I literally did this job out of high school, put myself through college for auto mechanics, funny enough, but didn't really want to do that as a career. So this is all I've ever done was the processing industry. I really didn't know like, you know, 20 years in, like, what do you do? Like, yeah. I don't know what to do. So he gave me this idea that, you know, I know it's difficult. I know it's hard, but why don't you try this other processing company? even though it means you might have to move, you know, if you stay and you have no income, you're going to lose everything anyway. True. Yeah. And he goes, you know, the short-term pain might turn out to be very good long-term gain. So yeah, I moved into being a distance dad, which is even weirder for me. Uh -huh. I'll admit the first three to four months, First three months were really bad because I went from being full-time parent, full-time dad, like mom and dad most of the time yep. to being once a month parent. And after that first two months, two and a half, I guess almost three months of, of being here uh, and away from the kids, COVID hit. Yeah, it's true. And it went from, I'm going to see my kids at least once a month to, I missed the end of March last year. I missed April, which was my birthday. Funny enough, last year was my 40th birthday. So, you know, generally an important birthday. I mean, I know a yeah. lot of people went through a COVID birthday, um, but I went through one without my kids, yeah. you know, without my parents. And we did the best we could um you know FaceTime and everything else we did a WhatsApp with the whole family and mm -hmm. it was nice but it was it was different it was difficult for for me it was you know if anything it's they've been a lot better at this their kids are resilient they say they are resilient and they are That's as true. long as you put the effort into letting them know that we are going to make this work yeah yeah you know? and that's what I, I and I've had moments for sure where you know you get you know, like almost like a depression or like the, the, the pessimism kicks in and they can sense that and then their whole mood changes and they don't think it's going to work or they get upset. But if you can keep it, like 
be the first one to say like I've cried in front of them a whole bunch yeah now I know it's okay that men do cry and that's okay yeah they do but need when to I that. cry I make sure that I'm still smiling that it's it's tears of you know sorrow but happy sorrow okay right? yeah and we're going to continue doing this but but yeah I went for three months almost not seeing him and finally I just drove back yeah but how long was that drive a couple days. 30 hours one way 30 hours knowing you you probably didn't stop that much either I don't stop no I just stopped the gas thought so because you know if you stop you're even more tired right true unless you have like a full stop like your eight hours of sleep stop exactly exactly and for me like I'm used to not having a lot of sleep anyway true um being away from the kids I try to work as much as I can anyway Mm -hmm. so you know if I'm tired and I feel it's unsafe for sure I stop like I, yeah. I'm not going to risk yeah. mine or anybody else's life, but most of the time, 30 hours is nothing for me. I mean, I do, I do overnight jobs for work and we're up, you know, 16, 17 hours. And that's after being up all day because you can't, can't sleep in the day anyway. Right. Yeah. It's very so, true. So how often yeah. do you know, you still try to come home, what, once a month now? At least, well, at least once a month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a weird question. Like, does your work cover that or no? No, like you flying home. No, I didn't think so. That no, and it's been, that's one. Yeah, oh, for sure. Eh? But yeah. That's one good thing with COVID is, I mean, flying has been much cheaper. So you said. Like I, I can do a round trip. Yeah. To Toronto for 222 bucks generally. Now I picked usually the crap, like I picked the red eye flight to come mm-hmm. home. And, um, you know, it's usually like one of the last flights out of Toronto. But, but those times work for me. I get the mm-hmm. most amount of time for my dollar. That's a true. lot of people don't like flying the red eye though. It's it's a terrible flight to be on because it's only four hours. Yeah. It's not like you're getting a ton of sleep. And then you're by the time you get to Toronto, it's light out. Yeah. So you're that's not true. sleeping. This is my weird question because I haven't met anyone that has flown in COVID times yet. How is the vibe on the plane? I know it's a side thing. Oh, you gotta keep your mask on. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's dumb asses everywhere. Some people want to pull their masks off or make a scene. Like, I mean, my personal feeling, I mean, I don't really like the masks, but yeah. we do what we got to do, right? Yeah. And that's just the kind of person I am. So, so you can't take it off to even take like a wear the mask. Of water? Just a quick question. Oh, yeah. No, you can, like, when you're drinking, but they ask you, like, drink and put it right back on. Yeah. Like, don't leave it they off. Just need, they almost just need to give everyone a straw. So it's like you just kind of do it like this and you put it up. Put it up your mouth. Well, no, right. That would work. But no, but, but straws are bad. Didn't you hear? <laughs> Uh, they can be paper straws or no, a metal straw. Would they would never put that on a plane? Uh, but a paper straw, that's fine. When it first started, <laughs> when it first started, Air Canada was giving these little grab bags that had a little bottle of water, like some hand sanitizer, a mask, yeah, some wipes. Um, now they've cut back. Uh, I wish I had a camera because I could show you because I have one sitting beside me right now. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, they've cut back where it's it's a little bit less. You don't get that little bottle of sanitizer anymore. Um, you get wipes and you get masks and I think you get gloves. See, I was always that flyer in the first place that like I always care. I didn't I didn't bring a mask. I always wanted to bring masks before COVID because I felt like it's I always got sick flying. So I was like, why don't I wear a mask? And I would always sanitize anything I touched. I would be like the hand rests and the fold down table. I'm sanitizing all of you like that. And that was before COVID. <laughs> that was just me. <laughs> I didn't want to get sick because I had heard that they don't, 
don't know about COVID times, but before COVID times, they didn't always clean those parts in between flights. And I was like, ew, no. Yeah, generally it was a, a quick wipe down. Now they fog the plane with this oh, really? stuff. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's like it's like misting the plane with some disinfectant. Uh, they recycle the air apparently like every five or 10 minutes. Like it's pretty quick now. Like it used to be a lot longer between air dumps. Yep. But now they're doing it a lot quicker. I mean, they got it down to a size and, you know, everyone's just trying. For the most part, though, I don't remember the last time I've had to sit beside a stranger on the plane. Like, usually there's a space in between. Yeah. A lot of times I get my whole, a whole row to myself just because there's not as many people going. Yep. This last trip back, there was quite a few more people on the plane. So it's starting up again. So people will be traveling again soon. I had heard that in the States, it never slowed down really for them. Like, like in, in, in the States, not if people are flying out of the States, but that like they were still jam packed a lot of the flights. I was like, oh, oh. what a surprise. Yeah. What a surprise. There's a lot of studies that came out about that saying you'd have to sit beside someone for like 50 hours and they would have to be positive for you to even get anything mm. from them. Like, but who knows, right? Like, I know. I'm just that person I that I enjoy having the space and that I get to have a personal bubble in COVID times. Like. yeah I mean, you know what? It, it works it works for, for some people I mean personally to me I'm just one of those no frills kind of guys that I just don't care like yeah you're gonna be on top of me you're on top of me if you're not you're not it doesn't matter to me one way or the other it's definitely been nice though with COVID that I don't have to worry about bringing anything back to my kids yeah that's very true. someone did right, ask but... me when I was talking about you because you were has it has it been a week already oh god it has um that they asked they're like well does he need to quarantine? I'm like, no, he's in Canada. You don't have to quarantine, right? That's a normal no, quarantine. Yeah. I think there's like one province right now that might be doing that, like some quarantine time or some isolation time, but. True. You no, know, honestly, like I go, like for what I do, it's no different than going to like Costco or something. True. I go from yeah. my place to the airport on a plane to a car to my house. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's not like I'm stopping. I'm not. Like, I'm very careful because I don't want my kids to get sick and I don't want my ex to get sick either. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, you don't want your parents I'm to get sick either. Weekend. Sorry? You don't want your parents to get sick either. Well, yeah, I don't want my parents to get yeah. sick either. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm there for a weekend. If I get my kids sick while I'm there, she has to deal with that. Yeah, that's very true. And, right. Yeah. And, and I don't want to do that to anybody. I'm just, I'm super, super careful. But, you know, she, she does her part. I do my part. The kids do their part. My parents do their part. You know, I'm just, we're not, none of us are like over ridiculous about it, mm-hmm. but we're also not going to be, we're not, you know, we're not licking doorknobs. Like. True. <laughs> it's very true. Um, sorry. I made us go on a weird sidetrack with planes. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, my head says this is a true fact, but I don't know. So please correct me if I'm wrong. But when you took the job out West, and you would normally have your kids kind of every other weekend, like more than every other weekend, but kind of fell on an every other weekend as well. That sounds weird. Doesn't yeah. make sense. Anyways, did your parents start taking them on those every other weekends? Yeah, we worked it out with my ex that they they get the children on my weekends. Yep. Unless I can make it home and then I have them. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, and then, you know, it's... In all honesty, mm-hmm. things have gotten better between my ex and I since being away. Oh, really? We communicate better. And this has been different life changes for her as well. Yeah. And, you know, she's asked my parents to help out and watch the children on days that 
you know, aren't really would never really be my parents to watch. Okay. One thing was very strict on like, you know, I wanted my, all my time split, like all my time to go to my parents. And she said, no, and I wasn't really going to fight that because this all happened so quickly. Yeah. But during the week, they're usually with her. Okay. Yep. And then on the weekends, they'd be, but there's been times now where they've gone, especially with school being homeschooling now because mm -hmm. of COVID, they've been able to be at my parents during the week as well and just do their schooling from there. Funny enough, before I came on here, my parents called me and they had dropped something off to my ex for me. Yeah. And the kids wanted to go with them for dinner and to swim in the pool. So yeah, they called to say, hey, we're in the car and we're going to Grammy and Papa's. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Right? Why not? It's, it's, it's great. Like, it's, it's worked out probably better than I could have hoped with all the situation being what it is. Yeah. But, yeah. True. It takes time, right? Um, and I know you, you, if you could get a job back in Ontario, you, you will when you can, right. right? Like you're not choosing to be away from your kids. It's kind of necessity right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds like you were like, it's like, did you just fall over? <laughs> no, I almost dropped my leather laptop. <laughs> oh, yes. do you have like, did you say a leather laptop? My other laptop. Oh, like laptop. Not that laptop. Um, so like that, I think I've known you. Oh God, three, maybe four years. Yeah. Mm, yeah, probably about four it, years. It's been at least three. I don't know if it's been four. Longer than three. For sure, and, longer than three. Yeah, yeah. Um. So like. I, I saw you post. Okay, so let's, uh, here, we'll talk about this one. So I didn't know. So you're, I'm assuming you're fine with me saying what your Instagram handle is. Is that okay? Yep. Okay. Um, it's probably abbreviated, but I'm just going to say the full thing is average super dad. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't know this until recently. You said you wanted to make like more out of it than just an Instagram thing. So tell me about it. Cause I didn't know you wanted to do any of this or what you well, really was... wanted to do with it. It was funny um, that kind of came up during like the end year and years of our separation. My ex used to say, well, what are you trying to do? Be super dad. Like mm -hmm. that was a bad thing. And I actually took it negative. Like, no, I'm not trying to be super dad. I'm just trying to be me. Yeah. But you know, through the process, someone told me, he's, he said to me that, you know, if you're, if your kids think you're super dad, you're doing something right. Not wrong. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of became a joke. And then, that's what my, at the time, that's when I kind of created my Instagram handle and um, just trying to start a website just with, just as an outlet for myself with some of my photography, some of the things I've written and just to talk about what I've been going through. Cause at the time I was, I was a very toxic or I guess toxified person. Like I had so much toxicity in me of everything I'd gone through. I was very angry with a lot of different things. Yep. Um, so that's where it started, you know, like, you know, through the process of losing a job, like all that got put on the back burner because paying yeah. the bills takes priority. But, you know, I'd still like to see it go and do something more at some point, potentially. Like, you know, there's a lot of outlets for moms, mm -hmm. whether single moms or, or, you know, or married moms. And one thing I have learned in this time is if you're a single mom, it's okay to hang out with married moms. But if you're a single dad, mm -hmm. 
wives don't want their married husbands to hang out with single dads because there's a stigma like we're wild men or we want to like yeah. go out and drink our faces off at bars and stuff yeah or try to and convince just, them to not be married anymore or exactly whatever. yeah and you know i've had, had through this process i've had a couple of friends say listen like i think my marriage is over i said you do whatever you got to do to stay in it yeah. i would never say to ever take this route unless it's absolutely toxic to yeah you. yeah um but I just wanted an area where like guys could come together and, and, and say like, yeah, I'm a single dad and I'm having trouble finding like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of really crappy single dads out there. A lot, a lot of crappy single moms too. Oh, for sure. Right. For like sure. we kind of forget about that. A lot of people do forget about, I think a lot of people automatically give, I think we talked about this. That a lot of times the courts automatically favor with mom. Even yeah, if the mom could be horrible, like the worst thing ever for the kid. But a lot of times they still favor with the moms. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate. Um, the system is still skewed quite a bit in favor of the female, regardless of the situation. Yeah. One thing that I, I was very surprised on is like, if a male wants to fight for custody, there's never going to be a court anywhere. Like, you'd have to be a pretty bad, messed up person to not get at least 50-50. Yeah. Custody with your child. If you're, if you're within distance to be able to live, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, getting every other weekend is, is a no-brainer these days, which is good because kids need a really good father in their life, a good male figure in their life. And, you know, if the courts are taking that away, you know, I mean, look, look what the U.S. is dealing with right now. Yeah. You know, it's, that's a pandemic on itself. Like, no male role models, no one to keep you in line from a male perspective. You know, things go wrong. That's true. It's very true. So... But yeah, I just wanted a place where guys could even come and just say, you know, I'm not alone. I'm That's not right, alone. You can't like, because you had talked about you were at one point looking into a website. So I just assume that you meant more like a, not a clothing line, but like you would have merch or like whatever. But it I probably I, would. I thought that yeah, would be Yeah, eventually, cool. right? um yeah. that's actually i i kind of i because like i said we haven't talked about this it i actually like that idea because it is true there are a lot of things for moms and even i find father's day sometimes kind of gets scuffed off it's like why should we be celebrating father's day it should be canceled i'm like then why do we have mother's day then like we yeah. can have a parent's yeah. day if you want to not say a gender fine have one day yeah. for any parent but uh yeah. i just thought it was this year i kept hearing people say like cancel father's day like i'm like i don't understand that at all but, well yeah i don't i don't I, I definitely don't like that i mean they always talk about a mother's love and a mother's this and a mother's that and i saw this great meme and it says well what about a father's sacrifice hmm. and you see this little boy running down a driveway after a a, a, a rig from a semi yeah dad's obviously a trucker and he's going to make money for the family it's so and true it's a father's sacrifice you know like I don't deny like mothers are great. They do what they have to do. Like a mother bear with her mm -hmm. cub. You don't, you don't mess with that. Yeah. But people forget that a mother bear is going to fight for her cub, but most fathers will stand in front of the mother bear and take that train. That's yeah. Coming. It's so you know, true. Right. And so, and it's just, we're just different. It's just different yeah. how we deal with things. And that, that's great. Like. It's true. I also think a lot of people have an old view on fathers. Like the world is very different now, as we know, but I do find that there's a lot of dads that like really step up. Like some of them, I know that like they're, they're the breadwinners and they're the ones that look after the kids, even if there is another spouse there. 
So mm-hmm. I do feel like they kind of get the short end of the stick for that, but um, yeah, I mean, like, you know what? At the same time, we've done it to ourselves over yeah. the years. Um, yeah. But my my problem with it is just you know a court system, a justice system. You know, my lawyer when we were going through all this say, you know, mother lady justice is blind, but family lady justice is always peeking to see where the mom is. Yeah. Right. And that's what it feels like sometimes because there's a lot more rules in favor of mothers where I think, you know, I think a lot of women have fought for equality and level playing field for Mm -hmm. so long. But it only seems to apply sometimes when it's beneficial. They don't want all of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it's a slap in the face to the women who do want all of it. Yeah. Where, you know, a lady can just say, well, you know, what am I supposed to do to pay my bills? I need more money from, from the man. Now, doesn't happen as much in Canada, but I've learned a lot about different countries. Some countries are insane what they do to the, to the men. Really? And I don't, I don't, I don't understand how some of these men can even go on living. Cause that's how much like, they kind of take from them and demand from them. Well, yeah, the men, the, so in some countries, the men are responsible for paying all these different bills, like child support, spousal support, mm. sometimes additional on top of that. And the women can just keep the children from them. But there's no legal recourse for him to say, well, I haven't seen my kid in two years. Yeah. And I want to see my children or my child or whatever, right? And there's there's no one there advocating for them. There's no one there fighting for them. And every now and then you hear about a win. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like, you know, in, in the legal system, if there's a win on something, that sets precedent. But it's almost like in the family system, there is no precedent. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday. Yeah, there was someone that I knew, I'm not going to bring up any names, but he had a young kid and he was fighting for full custody because the mom had actually been charged because she kept doing drugs. So like the police mm-hmm. knew that she was a neg, neg, I'm not gonna be able to say that word, negligent, there we go, uh, mother, and they still would not give him even partial custody. It was weird. And he, he was a, he worked full time, like he had yeah. a roof, like stable everything. But for some reason, they kept letting this woman have the kids. And she had kids from multiple people. And it was like she had a newborn from one guy and the kid from him. And like, it was, I just couldn't believe it. But I was like, I don't understand this. I don't understand why the courts are like, yes, get the kids out of that house now. Because it's, it's, not, it's, not about the, it's not about the welfare of the kids. It's about feeding the system. And good fathers sense. will continuously feed the system. Oh, God, I hate it. The gentleman who worked for me had two kids with his ex-wife, his yep. ex-wife, almost full-blown alcoholic, drank a lot, dabbled in drugs as well, yeah. was not a stable system, lived quite far from where he was, and yep. I don't know if she moved on purpose or not. Anyway, he finally did get custody of his kids after wow. about six years and $100,000. That's crazy. That's a long right? time and a lot of money. So he's paying $100,000 in legal bills, plus paying all this spousal support and child support to her. And the only way he could afford to do it is he, at least he had almost no mortgage on his house at that point. Because he worked like crazy. He worked for me and he had a night job. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But okay. they know. They know that good fathers will pay for whatever they have to. It's true, right? Because not like you had to go through stuff, but I remember having conversations with you that you're like, I will fight for whatever is right for my kids. Right. Like you were like, I don't care. I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, so the, the average super dad, so I, maybe you haven't thought this far out, but I'm going to say, first of all, patent it. Don't take it. Anybody. It's Jay's not like that. Many people. (laughs) No one can take it. Um, 
but I'm assuming that you would try to make uh, the only way my head can uh, describe what I'm picturing is kind of like a dating app in a sense that you connect with other dads and you can chat but obviously it's not you're not dating you're just meeting other dads that can have support groups forming bromances yeah there we go it's a it's a, it's a bromance dating so that's not dating, <laughs> I'm for dating. But like, is that kind of like that's probably the closest my brain can come up with is that kind of what you picture in a sort sense? of like more it was just it was the place to you know you go read a few things like i read some stuff that other dads had written yeah that they had just posted oh, okay and i read it i'm like holy crap i'm not alone there are yes. other people and for you know I, I guess i can't speak for all men but i think for men knowing that you're not alone mm-hmm. when you're going through something like you don't need someone to hold your hand through it you just True. need to know yeah. that you're not the only one i also think that obviously we know I'm not a guy but I feel like a lot of guys when they're struggling with stuff they won't talk about it that much and as you say seeing other people going through it and tips and tricks they might be more willing to talk about it and open up about it a bit more because I do find most guys want to like hold everything in well yeah 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 I mean I'm I'm very I'm I guess a little bit unique I've been told a little unique that way because I don't mind talking about anything. I try not to, I mean, during that period when I met you, um, I was like almost verbal diarrhea, like just getting it out because it was constant, right? Yeah, it's true. I generally don't do that. Like, that's not me. Like, I don't talk about it. If you ask me, I'll tell you all about it. Yeah. But I won't just offer it up generally. I think it's just being a hairdresser. I'm used to that. It didn't seem abnormal to me. People seem to do that a lot to hairdressers. So, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, just a, a place where they can read and say they know they're not alone. And then, you know, maybe even some resources for people. Because like, yeah. this was hard for me to find certain resources and, you know, That's how do I do true. this? What do I do that? Like, what's the best way about going? Like, I mean, I, through this process, I've been, child services got involved. And, you know, when child services got involved, I was like, oh, okay, this, this, you know, at the time I was like, this might be a good thing, like for me. Yeah. Because of yep. kind of what happened. And then child services get involved and they turn it around and make it all my fault. And I'm like, oh, wow. But I haven't done anything. Yeah. Like, how, how do you even, like, all, all I was doing was always telling my kids the truth. Even if it was an adult subject, obviously I would dumb it down for them, make it as, as light as possible. But I couldn't lie to my kids because yeah. that's all I had left. Yep. And they that's didn't, you know, child services didn't like that. They, really? they said, no, you. Yeah, no, you know, if, if it's an adult subject, you should just, you should just not talk about it. And so many people like, do that to kids. And I find that it makes that? them, I, I, I see it in like, I don't have kids, but I see it with a lot of other people that they don't treat the kid like they're a human. It's like, don't talk to them about it. Like, don't do this or that. I'm like, this has to do with them. Like, yeah, you don't have to tell them all the details of like your divorce, but you can talk to them about the situations that are going on dad's moving that's gonna go here or whatever right like yeah and the biggest thing is we'll be okay yeah you know it doesn't matter good thing i i think that's very good because i don't think my parents divorced when i was young as well as your kids and uh it was never talked about that way and like my mom says like she admits it to this day she's like they used to trash talk each other to us like dad would say stuff about mom to us and then mom would say stuff about dad to us and it sucked Mm. Like, I don't want to hear that. It's fine saying like, oh yeah, you're going to go with dad this weekend or this is happening. Like, whatever. That's fine. But don't, don't bring the kids into the drama. 
Yeah, I know. I've always tried very hard not to do that. The trash right. talking I always thought was bad. I mean, it does come out. I mean, in my situation, I could be honest about it. Like it yeah. comes out if, if the kids have been told something that's not right. I'd be like, and I'm just, like I said, I tell them the truth. I'll be yeah. like, that's not true. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? And then they'll tell me, well, mommy said this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, then it makes me look kind of like a bad guy, not necessarily to them, but yeah. she obviously is like, why are you telling them this stuff? I'm like, well, you just tell them the truth. Like, I don't know if it's the truth then I don't have to worry about what you said. Yeah. Right? You don't have to come up with lies and keep the lies straight. It's like, just tell them the honest truth. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. And in the early, in the early, like I said, the early times when we were just separating and just newly separated, it was volatile, very volatile. Yeah. And I'm just not a fighter. Like to me, like, you know, I, all I wanted to do was put it back together. It didn't work. Mm -hmm. So I'm not fighting for it anymore. Yeah. And I'm done. Like now we can speak about the kids and that's it. And that's what it's got to. And now we can speak about our kids. We can mm-hmm. we can actually share a laugh every now and then about our kids. Which is you good. Know, I'm not interested in being best friends with you. I'm not interested <laughs> in being even good friends with you. Yeah. We can be She's civil. We can civil. be adults. Yeah. <laughs> we can, yeah. And we can be we can be friends in front of the kids. But yeah. you know, I'm not. We're not going for dinner. Like yeah. it just not happen. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe years on the road when like Sophie graduates grade eight or something, there might be a communal. Dinner, well, yeah, again, for sure, for sure. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I think. But yeah, like, go ahead. I was just gonna say, tell telling the kids that it's gonna be okay, and and the biggest one, like the kids were scared. My, my kids were born in the house that she still lives in. Yeah. Um, I delivered both my kids. We had home birth. Okay, and I didn't know that. Yeah, no. Was, Did you do water was, home birth or just home birth? I know that might be one was water, one was supposed to be water, but he came out way too fast. Ah, oh, that sounds like Phoenix. Yep. <laughs> so we didn't even get to the bathtub, but I delivered both my kids. Um, so one of their biggest concerns was like, well, we were born in that house. Mm-hmm. I said, it doesn't matter, it's just a house. We sure. make the home. Yep. And that's the biggest thing that I think a lot of people forget. Like we get so wrapped up in material things. I mean, I don't I don't care about any of the stuff especially now like being away like I've learned I don't need even the minimal stuff that I have left I mean I love I love my motorcycle mm-hmm. I won't lie but if it's the difference between my kids and my motorcycle it's gone yeah yeah I know you that would be there would be no hesitation in you you'd be like no bye, bye between my, ki- my kids and my parents that's probably it I might keep the motorcycle for every other reason other than my kids and my parents Correct. yeah yeah <laughs> we're talking family here I understand that um but uh I feel like when I saw you guys they seem to be a settled semi into this I'll say the 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 you being gone I think you told me yeah oh yeah yeah they love it like our time together like and a lot of people like well no it's vacation time or it's visiting time I said no that's my parenting time like I don't take it easy on them just because I've been away yeah they're doing stuff wrong they're they're being told yeah yeah exactly but the difference is I also don't waste time anymore yeah I know how precious that is yeah so there's none of this oh daddy will do it later daddy's tired like daddy's tired pound an energy drink and let's go it's three days sometimes a week or a little bit more I just make it happen and we we just do right that makes sense but you know when they step out of line they get told when they when they're not doing what they have to do then I always tell them too that and I'm very big on that I said, we do what we have to do. So we do, so we get to do what we want to do. Yeah. So what we have to do gets done first. If it's important, if there's something we can put off, because there's something 
fun that we can do right now? Sure, but we have to come back to it and get mm-hmm. it done. And again, no it's because you're actually through. communicating with them. You're, you're kind of not laying down the law, but you're explaining the expectations and like they get it. Yes. Right? yes. And it's funny because when I was when I was there the last time, I think it was actually the Friday after you left, we watched this movie called Yes Day. Okay, I yeah. I watched it. I don't know what you're talking about. So I'd never seen it. Never seen it, but it was it was great. And I looked at them and I and I said, you know, like, should we have a yes day? And they're like, you pretty much give us yes days. Like it's always Aww. yes day. He's like, as long as we do what we have to get done, you rarely say no. If we want to go to the skate park all day, you'll sit there with us all yeah. day. We want to go to the beach, we go to the beach. If we want to go to Grammy, I don't know if it was later that Friday, but you went to the skate park working that weekend because you had posted about we were there every day. Yeah, every day. We spent at least two hours each day. Which is good. They're not on a screen and touching video games. So many people just like, oh, exactly. Oh, I hate it. Not saying video games. And we were watching. It was a beautiful weekend. It was. It was a good weekend. Right. So, like, why am we going to sit inside? Like, in the mornings, and I'll admit, they usually wake up before me and she'll be on her phone watching some YouTube video and yeah. and he'll be watching TV or trying to play Nintendo Switch or something. And I'll be like, no, 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 I'm up. Let's go. Let's get this day going. Let's do <laughs> something. Um, you know, and then you can sit down and use some, get some screen time in the evenings when things are calming down. Yeah. But near the daytime, it's a time to get stuff done. So It makes sense. You know? I feel like you've always been pretty active with them because you used to bring... I'm a, I'm pretty sure I'm right in this. They used to come to the Blue Mountain with you, did they not? Like they, they, oh, yeah. did they snowboard or skate? They snowboard. They both, both snowboard. Okay. I didn't know. So it's like uh, she's to- absolutely stoked on it. He doesn't like the cold very much, so sometimes he doesn't want to go. But yeah, um, but she loves it. That's Sophie's great. just stoked on snowboarding. I think yeah, that's I awesome. do a lot. They're both of them, like even them scootering. I was like, I give them credit because I wouldn't have done that as a kid at a skate park. <laughs> Mm-mm. Well, Sophie even brought her skateboard this time because she wants to be a skateboarder. Good for her. But it's obviously a lot bigger learning curve skateboarding. You get a lot more hurt learning to skateboard than scootering because you get nothing to hold on to, right? True. That is true. Yeah. I Seriously, but, yeah. I give them credit. They were playing with the hoverboard thing, and I was like, I would have cracked my skull the first second I stepped on it. I would, right? Like, I, I I'm just trying to get down so I can make weight so I can try that thing. I want to try it so bad. Jesus. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, I can snowboard, but anything else? Like, I'm not the greatest when it's like skateboards, or I think that hovercraft I'd be horrible with. Like, I can roller skate because of roller derby, but other than that, I unless it's strapped to my feet, I, I'm not great at it. <laughs> I don't do well, so I don't know. I think it's great though that you get them involved in stuff like that. That's how my family was. Like, when pretty much the first year you were walking for like a full year, you learned to ski. That's how it was. Like. Mm-hmm. There was no other options. Everyone went skiing. And I got pictures of Sophie at two and a half getting skis at the swap at Blue Mountain. Yeah. That season. So she was not even two and a half. She just turned two when we got them. And she was two and a half the first time she got on snow. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. Like I, I felt like, cause like I said, we're both October. So I think I was two, maybe three by the time I was on skis. My brother and sister have different birthdays in the year, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, the second we could. And it's like, mom taught us. Obviously, we weren't putting lessons. It was just like, mom or dad taught us. And every weekend, that's where we were, on the hill. Yeah. Option, yeah. Right? So. I learned I learned fairly young. I yeah. was like about four when I started or five. Yeah. And I live in Collingwood, man. Like, yeah. come on. The mountain's yeah. right there. 
So yeah, you're going to learn to swim and you're going to learn to be on the snow and that's it. Right. We <laughs> used to drive from Barrie and we used to go to Osler when we were kids. And it's like oh, nice. every weekend we would drive up early in the morning, we'd bring food and we'd stay all day. And because they didn't have night skiing. I, they still don't have night skiing, I don't think. And, no, no, uh, they both were doesn't, no. No. And so we would go all day, as long as we could. Yeah. And like, I, I would only complain if it was really cold. And I hated wearing long underwear, so I would get cold pretty often. But I would still go. <laughs> I just would complain about being cold. Um, but I enjoy that. Like, I think it's great. Like, I know a lot of people that nowadays, they do just let their kids kind of dictate their day. And the, the, their day is, I want to watch this. Or I want to play with this game. And it's not even something outside. It's like, okay, we're going to the park. I don't want to go to the park. I'm like, well, I yeah. don't think that's right. Like, but. Yeah, and, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, I'm a big proponent of technology too. It's just the way the world's going. Yes. So they definitely need to learn how to do it yeah. and use it. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff outdoors that have been forgotten and lost. And I mean, that's why uh, I'm, no, I'm no skinny skinny mini myself right so like we, we put weight on the more we sit around and be on screens yeah i'd much rather do something than you know sit around so true. very true yeah i do make sure that snowboarding thing that you touched on like that's i i make a lot of sacrifices to make sure i get the passes every year oh yeah especially now with the new job like i'm making significantly less money than i used to like mm -hmm. very significantly the money's really tight so you know i cut meals and i do whatever i got to to get that money together for those well yeah classes. it's true even though like like even if it's tight you're flying home that's another cost that like that's challenging right like yeah but i think it's good like you are close enough at least it's not like you're driving forever you've got a what 15 minute drive to be on the hill <laughs> like it's not that far not even not, not even right. in collingwood I, it's funny i so, like all the years i worked in collingwood i i don't think i ever went to blue mountain wow never did i don't know that's a shame it, it is a shame it's just i i find i'm picky with where i will snowboard that sounds weird um blue i find has too many people uh and it's fine if it's busy but i find the newbies that don't know what they're doing the ones that show up with no snow pants used to always go to say snow valley or horseshoe yeah. And then all of a sudden they switch and I feel like more and more of them go to Blue Mountain. And it's like, I've heard of like really experienced people just getting plowed down by these people who don't know what they're doing. And yeah. like they're breaking their femur or they're breaking their collarbone and the person that hits them is completely fine. And it's like, I don't know. There's something yeah. about it. I enjoy Blue, but I, I don't know. I find I like Mount St. Louis. It's a little bit quieter for some reason. Well, yeah, because it's kind of off the beaten path. There's nothing around there, right? Yeah. And, and Blue's changed, house, blue's right? changed so. over the last couple of years right like blue used to be open till 10 now yeah. i think they close at 9 or 9 30 yeah which keep a lot of the people from toronto from coming up during the week so locals we just go during the week True. and i mean i'm so close that if sophie's like can we you know we only have an hour before they close can we take three runs yeah yeah we're 10 minutes away no problem that's true get dressed let's go like i don't that's care true. if we only go for three runs or five runs it doesn't matter to me because we have that's passes. very true yeah because I've gone to Mount Saint Louis, but like I also told you, like ever since I got the plate put on my ankle from breaking it, I it's not the same. It hurts most of the time, yeah. um, so I have to really watch it. So I kind of last time I remember going with a friend, which was probably five years ago. Now I've gone since then with family, but um, this friend looked at me and he was like, "Are you okay?" And we had been ski like snowboarding for the last I don't know 
two or three hours. And I'm like, I'm really trying to just breathe through the pain. And he's like, why are we still doing this if it hurts you that bad? I'm like, because I enjoy it. It just hurts. <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think if I, which I think I'm too old to teach myself to do the other foot forward. Um, I think that's the issue. It's because it's my back foot. Like I'll call it my steering oh, foot. Oh, yeah. And so if I could teach myself to have that foot front, like forward, I think I would, it wouldn't hurt as much, but I think I would hurt myself a lot trying to just learn that. <laughs> well, it's starting all over again, right? Yeah. You your bindings up the opposite way and you just stay. Well, on... I have mine kind of pigeoned, like the slight tilt out on either one. Yep. So I wouldn't really have to do that. But even just trying to teach myself goofy a couple of years ago, I'm not, I don't trust myself for so much reason. So I would catch edges all the time and fall. So I'm like, I just don't know. Ever since breaking my ankle, it's like, yeah, I got to weigh the pros and cons. <laughs> like, do yeah, I want to no injure myself doing this? No. Okay. Well, and that's it. just it, right? Like, yeah. I look at I look at the jumps and it's like, oh, yeah, I used to hit those jumps. But now I look at how long am I going to be out if I mess up that jump? Because <laughs> even when I was really into snowboarding, there's a time that I, I, I worked at Snow Valley. I, I taught little kids how to ski. And uh, so I would go a lot around that and I would go in the train park and stuff like that. And the amount of falls and like things that you would hurt. And back then you're like, oh, I'm like late teens, early twenties. You're like, I got this, this is fine. Now you're like, oh, yeah. I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. I mean, my knees are junk now, like 41 years old and my knees are not in good shape from all the missed landings or oh, landing yeah. on the flat or like misjudging how how much speed you need to have to come into something and yep. but it's still worth it and i still ride and i just i just don't hit big jumps anymore yeah, I, yeah. you know being out for two weeks or three weeks is just not my idea of fun anymore i know i know ever since like because uh, i was off for pretty much a full year from my ankle like i got to go back like I think for two months and then I had to be off for another like huge chunk because I just had complications. Wow. So I was like, it's not worth it. Cause even after I healed from my ankle, then I got diagnosed with my autoimmune blood disorder, which then took me out as well. So it was just like, it was a bad two years of health shit for me. And I was just like, I can't, I can't risk it. So yeah, no doubt. Yeah. It's hard that way. Um, so what would you say if there's a single dad listening right now, we're going to bring it back to your kids. And you can think of that. If you could say, I don't know, a couple points to any single, maybe even parent, doesn't have to be a dad, but a single parent, um, like advice, what would you say to them to try to help them out? Well, just to know that they're not alone, mm -hmm. you know, don't hold it in, reach out and, you know, lean on your friends and your family. Yeah. You know, the worst thing that can happen is you find out who your friends really are. True best thing that can happen is you find out who your friends really are. That's very true. And, and I've been lucky. Like I have a couple of amazing friends. Mm -hmm. um, I, have, I have a few really, really good friends, but a couple of amazing friends that you never really were that close. And all of a sudden, like, it's like, he's been your friend forever now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they just sit there and listen and sure. they bounce ideas. And when you're having a rough time, you know, they bring over some crown and some coke and they say let's let's forget about it tonight you know what that's i mean true. that's very uh, true yeah. so that's one thing i would say is you know like lean on your friends to find out and you know try i i hear it from males from females try to keep the negativity 
yeah. out of your kids' ears. You yeah. want to vent, find that friend to vent to, but don't let your kids hear it. Yeah. Right? It Very doesn't true. matter how toxic it could be, how toxic your partner might be. Mm-hmm. The reality is they'll learn if they're really that toxic. It's so true. It's very true. And, you know, let let your partner dig their own hole. And it sucks. Don't get me wrong. It yeah. sucks because you, you're like, when is this ever going to stop? When are they ever going to see? Like, am I crazy? Was I the yeah. only one seeing? Yeah. Those, those justifications of what you've done will come if you've done something justified. Yeah, very true. And I would also say, like, if you're a single dad and you know you're an asshole, just walk away. Your kids don't need it. It's true. Or change your behavior. Or change like, your behavior. Yeah, yeah. If you can't change, I mean, though, yeah. just walk away because your kids didn't ask for that. They didn't ask yeah. to be born. Yeah. It's very, it's so true. And I think I, this will be my thing. I, you probably will agree with this is that I feel like over the years, and I am from a divorced family, that there were so many dads that I always just heard of that fought just to not pay. And I'm like, that's not a reason. Like, you should fight for your kids. It shouldn't be, be oh, I want to fight to have custody just because I don't want to pay her money. Like, that's not the well, right way. Well, and, and, and I agree. You shouldn't fight just because of that. But like we were talking about before, the system is so skewed. Like, yeah. I know guys paying so much money that they had to move to, like, a one-bedroom in their parents' house. Really? Because they can't afford to live on their own. That's awesome. Um, you know, and, and that's, and it happens Yeah, it, it, a, a lot, unfortunately. And that's why guys get bitter about the money thing, you know, especially when their partners were full-time workers and yeah. they're still paying like ridiculous amounts of money. True. It's that's like, true. to me, you know, if the situation was reversed, I don't want anything from my partner. I'll stand yeah. on my own feet, but I'm also that guy who's like, I don't want anything from the government either. If I can at all help it. Um, I just look at these, some of these women that I, I, I found at one point so strong. Now they're like, well, I want this from my ex and I want that from my ex. And here, here's your ex eating craft dinner six nights a week mm-hmm. and you're buying new patio sets or you're, you know, you're going on vacations and, yeah. or, or even worse, like you're, you're, you're trying to buy your kids off by getting them all this crazy expensive stuff yeah. and your ex is struggling. Like. To me, it's it, it's just not fair. Like you have to understand, and the courts have to understand. You know, yeah. living in a house costs money, and it doesn't matter that I might be making, you know, twenty or thirty thousand dollars more than my ex might have been making at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, if we bought the original house that my ex is keeping ten years ago, her mortgage payments are now smaller than what mine are going to be. Yeah, because values have gone up. True. It's just, yeah, but they don't take any to any of that into account. You know, no. you make this much, she makes this much, this is what you have to pay her. Yeah. And it's true. even based on 50-50 custody. And it blew my mind on 50-50 custody, how much at the time I was paying because I made a little bit more than she did. Wow. Not much. Yeah. Not a little. That's crazy. Yeah. So, but I always just tell them, you know, hang in there. There is a brighter day. Don't do anything stupid if you think you are. I mean, hell, find me on Instagram. Send me yeah. a message. I'm definitely that guy. I'll stay up all night if you need someone to talk to. Like, it's yeah. just why. Yeah, you were, I remember many a times you would get the, I need help. Come get me. Not from me, other people. Yeah, yeah. But, no, yeah, I've done that quite a few yeah. times. Or, 
you know, I'm thinking about doing something stupid. I need someone to talk to. And yeah, yeah. that's true. Because, you know, that's the worst feeling is feeling alone. Yeah, it's so true. Um, well, we're pretty much out of time and I know you have more work to do, but it was great talking to you. So say your Instagram handle, cause I don't think it's actually, it's, it's not the full average. What is it? Or no, like it's not the full average. It's, it's abbreviated. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember how it's I abbreviated a- it. avg.super.dad. I just looked you up on the. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. I will put it in the handle. And if anyone listens and tries to take his idea, you can't have it. <laughs> not yours. It's his. We have it on recording. It's ours. It's not ours. It's yours. I don't want it. Uh, <laughs> that's extra work that I don't have time for. Um, but it was great talking to you. And I hope that you don't have to work too much longer today. No, I mean, it's still fairly early here. So that's, that, yeah, that's true. My head's going at 630 to you. It's 430, <laughs> right? You're two hours, right? Two hours, yeah. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much. I keep cutting you off. Thank you so much for coming. No problem. It was good to be here. And uh, I will talk to you later. Awesome. Okay. Bye, Jay. I'm gonna get the haircut when I come back next time. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. You know, you know my number. <laughs> All right. Thanks okay. so much. Thanks. Bye. Hey guys. Thanks again for listening to Abnormal Adventures. I just want to say, um, uh, check out our website at uh, www.abnormaladventures.ca. Come check us out on Instagram at Abnormal Adventures Podcast. You can send us an email on the website. You can send me a DM on Instagram. I love to kind of hear from people that are listening and let me know how you're liking things and how things are going. So make sure to like, follow, subscribe, and rate five stars on iTunes. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.